This is Living It Up, a refreshing daily podcast to help you get excited about beginning your day or your entire life all over again, only this time with a loving God at the center. We hope you experience joy from listening and find yourself (laughs) laughing and living it up on the way to beginning again. For more teaching and encouragement from the Neals, visit their Facebook page at Living It Up Beginning Again or their website at livingitup.org. Now, here's Scott and Teresa. Hey, everybody. Woohoo! Yeah. Hey, we're supposed to do that every time. What? Together. Woohoo! Woohoo! Okay. <laughs> Maybe next week. <laughs> Ronnie, what's today's topic? Okay, here we go. Dignity and freedom. Freedom. No more bondage and humiliation. These are just a few blessings we can experience when we completely obey Christ. Yeah. And where is it, honey? It's in Leviticus 26, 11 through 13. It says, I will live among you, and I will not despise you. I will walk among you. I will be your God, and you will be my people. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, so you would no longer be their slaves. I broke the the yoke of slavery from your neck so you can walk with your heads held high. Mm-hmm. Man, that is awesome. And I just love it. He just goes on and says, this is again for obeying him. And you have to just think about these, what, what they're talking about back then and put it into what's going on in your life right now. And he says, I will look after you and multiply you and mm-hmm. fulfill my covenant with you. You will have such a surplus of crops that you won't know what to do with them when the new harvest is ready. Uh-huh. And I'll live among you and not despise you. I will walk among you and be your God, yeah. and you shall be my people. I have broken your chains so that you can walk with dignity. I mean... That's right. So the key here is just obedience, and I know it's tough. And if you look at the word obedience, and right in the middle of it is the word die. You spell it O-B-E and then D-I-E-N-C-E. That's right. The word dies in the middle of it. That just means dying to all the things that we know that are contrary to what he would have us to do and feel and think and say and act and participate in. That's dying yeah. to all that fleshly stuff of ours and choosing to walk in freedom with him and in the spirit. And That's it's right. It's just amazing how he blesses obedience. Obedience equals peace and blessing. That's right. When you're walking with the Lord and walking in obedience and, and busying yourself with that and releasing your faith knowing, you know, you're seeking him. Yeah. He's going to take care of it all. But, but we're, like we always say, we're so stinking human. <clears throat> and nobody wants to be told what to do, honey. I know. <clears throat> nobody wants to be told what to do. Well, some people, you know, get a mixed, you know, mixed of feeling, you know, saying, well, you know what, I have to be obedient to God. And, and so they think if they mess up one time that, you know what, they've lost their salvation or, or, or they've lost their walk with God. You know what? That couldn't be any further from the truth. Whoever's telling you that, I mean, that's, that's, that's a lie from the pits of hell. I mean, you know, it even says in Scripture, you know, that, you know, if we deny the fact that we're sinners, then we're denying the, the fact why Jesus came down here. And so, you know what? I mean, just, yeah, we're going to mess up. But you know what? Are we, are we seeking him? Are we seeking him? Yes. That's what he wants. 
What does that mean? Yeah. You're going after him. You're seeking what's he like. That's right. You're wanting to know who he is and his ways and his love and you just hot pursuit of him. Yeah. Just again, like you would with someone that you're in love with. Exactly right. You know, God's talking about in the scripture how he delivered the, the Israelites from Egypt. And, you know, that's called the Exodus. You know, and that's just a reminder that God, you know, took them from bondage, you know, all that humiliation that they're in. And he lifted them up as a people of dignity. When these people were slaves, man. You know, and, and as we learn to obey God, I mean, God offers us the same hope, doesn't he, honey? Yes. I mean, his deliverance can provide us with a new life of moral and spiritual dignity. Right. And you know what, man? I mean, God assures us of this by offering to bring Christ's personal presence into each Christian's life forever. And I love wow. what it says back in, in Leviticus 9 in verse, yeah. um, what is it, verse 6? Uh-huh. When you have followed the Lord's instructions... His glory will appear to you. I mean, wow. that, that in and of itself. So there's that word glory. And again, a lot of people don't know what that means. No. His glory, his presence it will appear to you. Yeah. When you're obeying God's instructions, he's going to make his presence known. That's right. And, and when Scott and I are telling you, there ain't no life any more exciting than seeing the Lord show up in so many different ways in your life. Right, honey, is that the best hike you've ever had? I'm telling you, he's shown up so many, so many ways in my life, you know, and, and, uh, there's been a couple of times in my life when I know knew his glory was right there with me, you know, that Jesus himself was right there with me. And you can ask the Lord to, to make his presence known. Yeah. You know, we'll share a, an example. I mean, it's not silly to God. He cares about everything, but I have uh, been cleaning out my office and, and things, and, and I found a note that reminded me that I owed someone $100. It was 13 years old, and this was on a, a job that I was bidding on, and, and, and this this person uh, stepped up to the plate and provided their services and fulfilled what we had agreed to. And then the person who wanted the project done in the first place backed out. And so this person still needed to be paid. And um, it was so long ago. And I don't even know that she'd even let me know that she needed to be paid. Yeah. It's been so long. And my life was in total chaos at that time. So in all that, I had still made myself a note to that I still owed her a hundred dollars so I came across that and, and felt so much shame and so much embarrassment but my heart just I needed to get this taken care of well this was so old that even at that point in time we weren't doing email yet no texting in fact the phone numbers that I had for her were all their landline so I began to con try to contact her to let her know Hey, I found this note to myself, and I want to get this right with you. I even want to pay you some interest. But I never. every time I called, the lines were no longer working. And, of course, it's because people have cell phones now. And people that, like us, we have a landline at the house, but yeah. we don't ever use it. And so, anyway, I, 
I shared with you that this was a real burden on my heart and yeah. that I knew um, their address and maybe I could find out if they still live there. So you and I drove by there. Mm-hmm. I, even, I even took it with me. And uh, the house was up for sale. And so uh, we asked the Lord to, didn't even know if they lived there or not. But we were determined to find out if they were. So I actually called the real estate company with the number that was on the sign yeah. and let them, ask them if this particular family lived there that I kn- knew of them. And yeah. she actually, I think, slipped and said yes. And so I thanked her for it. So you and I had clearance that they still live there. So there was a lock on the door, a real estate lock, but we didn't know for sure that they were actually living there. So we made the decision to just take it over there and put it in the mailbox. And I had prayed to the Lord to let me know if somehow if she got it or not. I wouldn't even know because we were leaving cash. So you and I drove over there and put the money in the mailbox and when we made the circle and, and went back past the house guess who we saw going to the mailbox yeah. that person did we stop no we didn't need to stop but that was god like it says here manifesting himself his glory to us after we followed his instructions he said when you follow the lord's instructions which we were doing to make amends and get this taken care of his glory will appear to you. And that is exactly what happened. I mean, you and I had, I mean, we were like breathless. It took our breath away. Yeah. Chills, whatever you want to call it. But we obeyed the Lord's instructions by doing the right thing. As old as it was and such a, in a, in a, in a way, not a lot of money, but it was the right thing to do. Right. And he showed up. So we're just saying that that moment God just made himself so real to us. And he doesn't all the time, but when we're in such obedience to him, it's amazing. Well, you felt dignity and freedom from that. Yeah. What did you feel that day? I just thought it was awesome. First of all, that Teresa uh, found this note and was so um, intent on paying this lady back. And just seeing this miracle happen in front of our eyes was was amazing. It was. I mean, we saw the glory of God, you know, and we thanked him for it, you know, because... I mean, what are the chances? What are the chances of of her walking out to her mailbox in the middle of the day? I hadn't seen her in 13 years. Okay? That was to us God saying, well done, well done, son and daughter. That's right. Man. So that's just... I have a list that I won't get into. It's all the ways God showed up. We just encourage you. There's blessing in obedience. There's peace in obedience. It is a blast being in obedience to God because he makes his glory known. Yeah, I remember when I got saved, you know, and, and, uh, you know, through my obedience, you know, my, my my two boys were going to church with me, but they didn't accept Christ when I did. But they would go to church with me and, and uh, they would go do, when I went to Bible study, they would go do something else at the, in the church, play basketball or whatever. And, you know, I just prayed every day. You know, Lord, please, show me your glory. Show your glory through my sons that they would accept you as their Lord and Savior. Please draw them to you, Father. But it took a couple of years. 
I remember one day my oldest son, Devin, looked at me and said, you know what, Dad, I think I will try that Sunday school class for teenagers. That's okay. So they did. And uh, we were playing basketball and one day, and uh, we were sitting down afterwards, and Devin looked at me and he said, you know what, you know what, Dad, I, I want to give my life to Christ. I really love him. And it just, my heart just fluttered, man. I said, man. God, you're showing your glory through my boy. Yeah. And then my youngest son walked down to the altar. I was an altar minister at this church. And he walked down the aisle, and I met him halfway. He started crying. And, of course, I started crying, you know. But he fell into my arms. And I'll never forget what the pastor said. He said, that is an example of what it means to fall into the arms of the Father. So he showed his glory through my youngest son as well. And so through obedience, and you know what? And I made some mistakes along the way. But I was obedient and wanting to get better. Right. That's what it's talking about. Do you want to get better? Do you want to be more like Christ? Yeah, you're not going to be perfect. We're so far from it. But what's your desire? Your desire is Jesus. Well, and, and just to go back to my story briefly, um, that was uh, not an easy thing to do because after right. so long of that, you don't really know how someone is going to respond, or if mm-hmm. at all. And I had written her just a short note and yeah. explaining to her how sorry I was and that my behavior was unacceptable and the condition of my life during that time was at the root of it, but wasn't an excuse for my unprofessional behavior. And anyway, and just let yeah. her know. And um, Scott had said, well, maybe when we drove off, maybe she'll text you or something. You left your phone number And let her. you know mm-hmm. that she got it. And sure enough, I got a text and thought, yeah. oh, boy, okay, here we go. It it was it couldn't it have been great. any more gracious. Yeah. And, and again, that is more evidence of, of God. That's right. He will reward us for that. That's right. But you know what, honey? Obedience. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, and there's there's people out there today, honey, that aren't experiencing that dignity and freedom that we're that we're talking about. They're thinking, what are they talking about? Yeah. Well, you know what? The first step to experiencing these things, these blessings, is to give your life to Christ. And without doing that. I mean, I'll be quite honest with you, and so will Teresa. It's not possible. Right. Because that one high or that one thing, that one car, that house, that trip, that vacation, it's over when it's over. Mm-hmm. But Jesus goes on forever yeah. into eternity. So if you've never given your life to Jesus, well, I tell you what, what a great time to do it. But maybe you have. At least you thought you had. And you're realizing today, my gosh, I never gave my life to him. I never gave my heart to him. We're asking you to please pray this prayer with us. Please know that you're saved. And start experiencing the glory of God. Please pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Lord, I know you died on the cross, that you rose on the third day. And because of that cross, 
You say my sins are forgiven if I ask you from a sincere heart. Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Lord, I want to experience your glory. I give everything to you. In Jesus' name, amen. And we look so forward to every time we get in front of these microphones. And That's right. So honored and humbled that you just keep keep listening. That's right. And keep living it up. While beginning again. <laughs>